is coming up now on Established in the Faith. What if abortion was as prevalent and prominent in the first century as much as it is today? What if Joseph pressured Mary to have an abortion? Her mama and her daddy pressured her to abort baby Jesus. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, beginning with verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make a public example, was minded to put her away privately. I just want to stop right there and use for a subject. The abortion of Jesus Christ. The abortion of Jesus Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that you give us to stand before these people and minister each week. Today, as I attempt to try to give this of which I believe you've given unto me, Lord, I ask for the anointing of your Spirit. Lord, help me to Deliver this of which you've given. Lord, move upon the hearts of your people today. Lord, you can say things and deal with your people. And Lord, if I say it, then people will get offended and upset and different things. But Lord, if you say it, then Lord, perhaps it'll be more acceptable. So Lord, today move in the words that I speak today. Touch your people. May we all be drawn closer to you deeper into your word and led more by your spirit and we'll ask it all in Jesus name and everyone said amen and amen some time ago while going across the television channels I came across one of the old Billy Graham crusades I guess this particular one was taken back in the 1970s I guess An elderly African-American woman stepped to the microphone and sang, His eyes on the sparrow, and I know that he watches over me. She blessed millions of people that day. Her name was Ethel Waters. She had a very successful career as a jazz singer and actress won many awards during her career. But in the late 1950s, during one of those Billy Graham crusades, Ethel Waters accepted Jesus Christ as her Savior. 
And from that time forward, she sang with Billy Graham for many years after that and blessed millions of people. She was interviewed one time not long before she died. And the man asked her, said, Aren't you afraid that when you sing ad-lib like you normally do, aren't you afraid that you're going to flop? She said, God didn't make no flops. (laughs) Glory to God. As you look at this woman here on the screen, and you look over her career working with Billy Graham and so forth, You never thought that she was born as a result of rape. Her mother was 13 years old, and she was a rape victim. Many today would look at that situation and say that the baby needs to be aborted because of the situation and whatever the case. But let me just submit this to you today, that if her mother, being 13 and a rape victim, had aborted that baby, of course, they don't refer to it as a baby, they refer to it as a fetus, that if an abortion had taken place back then, and her mother had gone through it, it wouldn't have been a mere fetus that was aborted, that would have been Ethel Waters that was aborted. And the millions of lives that she touched over the years singing with Billy Graham, we would have missed out on that. Last year in this nation, the abortion number reached 58 million little babies that's been aborted since 1973. We have aborted more children than the casualties of war, of every war that's ever been fought in this nation. You think of that. How in the world, today with science the way that it is, the technological advancements that we have. You can now look into a mother's womb. They have 4D equipment now that can look into the womb of the mother and you can see the little baby in the mother's womb. You can see the eyes. You can see the nose. You can see the mouth, the the hand with the little fingers. You can see the feet with the little toes and the mouth. You can even hear its little heartbeat. And how in the world can a medical doctor who has sworn and taken an oath to uphold human life, how in the world can he look at that Call it a fetus and abort such an innocent little thing as that. It's murder. How many Benjamin Franklins who discovered electricity, how many have been aborted? How many Thomas Edisons 
who invented the light bulb, and a thousand other patents on different things have been aborted. How many Jonas Salks who came up with the first successful polio vaccine have been aborted? Let me tell you this. The reason we suffer with cancer today is, I believe, is because the one that God chose to give the cure to, we aborted them. What if Jesus Christ had been aborted? What if abortion was as prevalent and prominent in the first century as much as it is today? What if Joseph pressured Mary to have an abortion? Her mama and her daddy, her peers, pressured her to abort baby Jesus. We'd have no Christmas. Do you realize how many people come together and get married as a result of a Christmas gathering? Some of you would not be here today. There would be no Easter. Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my church. If Jesus had been aborted, there would be no church. There would have been no church of England. There would have been no need to come to the new world. There would be no United States of America today if Jesus Christ had been aborted. Oh, let me just go so far to say this. Mankind would have long since destroyed himself because of sin had it not been for the birth of Jesus Christ. But I thank God this morning that when we read the story of how the angel Gabriel came unto the little virgin Mary, came unto her one night and said, You are favored of God. Thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son and call his name Jesus. She had some questions, but she acquiesced to the will of God and said, Be it unto me according to thy word. And Thank God Jesus was not aborted. Mary, Joseph, they lived in a little small village of Nazareth, maybe of about 300 people population, if that. A little small town, everybody knows everybody. They watched the Facebook status of Joseph as it goes from single to relationship to engaged. He was the carpenter in town. If you needed something done, Joseph was the man to go and see. The Bible says he was a just man. He was a member of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church there in Nazareth. A member in good standing up to be voted in as one of the deacons of the church. And now Mary is walking around town, 
pregnant. And you can imagine the gossip. Mary and Joseph, they have committed the sin of fornication. You can imagine the talk. This gets back to Joseph. And I want you to think of this for just a minute. Joseph, if he goes through with the marriage, he's pretty much accepting responsibility and he's admitting to committing the sin of fornication. However, if he is a just man and he has had nothing to do with this, he has every right to put her away privately, thus keeping his reputation and his business intact. And the Bible says that while he thought on these things, if Joseph was to put Mary away, he is in essence aborting the plan of God for his life. If he puts Mary away, baby Jesus will die in the not too distant future by the hand of Herod because it was Joseph that God gave the dream to and said that Herod's going to Try to kill the little baby. You need to take the baby and flee into Egypt. Joseph had every right to abort, to call off the wedding. His reputation and his business is at stake. But while he thought on these things, God dealt with Joseph in a dream. Sent the angel Gabriel. And the angel said, Don't be afraid to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived of her is of the Holy Spirit. Thank God Joseph went according to the Word of God. Although his reputation would be smeared, people would think all kind of things and say all kind of things, but Joseph went according to the Word of God of the Lord. And let me tell you something today. If you're going to go according to what is written in this Bible that I hold in my hands, your reputation, your business could very well be at stake. But Joseph, he went through with it and thank God for that. Thank God he didn't abort the marriage and thank God Mary didn't Abort baby Jesus. But let me submit to you this morning that Jesus Christ is being aborted today. He's being aborted by the world out here. He's aborted from our public schools. Manger scenes can no longer be put up public property because that might offend somebody. We don't call them Christmas trees anymore. We call them holiday trees. We don't call them Christmas lights anymore. We call them holiday lights or winter lights. Jesus has been aborted from his own birthday by the world out here. And I can understand that. 
I understand the world out here doing it. But I don't understand it when it comes down to the church that's doing it. What do you mean by that, Brother James? I, I mean this. I mean, this morning there, there are many of you listening by radio now. You're going to church. And the preacher of your church will mention Jesus Christ. He'll talk about the baby in the manger. He'll talk about the things that Jesus taught. He'll talk about the miracles and the healing power of Jesus Christ. Talk about what a good example He set for everybody. But when it comes to the finished work of Christ and the cross, that's where Jesus is aborted. Let me tell you this. You cannot separate Jesus Christ and the cross. If you do, you have another Jesus. Paul talked about another Jesus fostered by another spirit. Preachers today won't talk about Jesus dying on the cross for the sins of mankind, dying for your sins, because the thought of that, me being so bad that God had to come down here and die on a cross for me, I'm that bad. It offends people, see. And when you start talking about the cross, you have to start talking about sin. And people don't want to take responsibility for their sin because we've become so psychologized today that we blame everybody else for our problems. No, you're the problem. If you want to know where the problem's at, look in the mirror. That's where the problem is at. It's sin. The sin nature that every single one of us in here have and every single one of you listening by radio, there is a sin nature there in the heart of mankind and it has to be addressed. And there's only one cure for it and that is Jesus Christ and His finished work at Calvary's cross. And you putting your faith in it, that is the gospel. You take the gospel every day for that thing that is killing you. And sin has killed every single human being that's ever lived and will continue to do it. It's going to take every one of us in here out unless Jesus comes back quickly. John said it on the Isle of Patmos, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. So Jesus is being aborted from the church today. He said, Brother James, I don't believe that. Well, believe what you want to believe. I believe what this book says. The Bible says the church at Laodicea, the last church that Jesus spoke to, which speaks of the church age in which we're living in today, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus is pictured standing outside the church, knocking, trying to get in. But now let me just go ahead and bring it right on down to where it's at now. Have you aborted Jesus Christ? 
How many times, how many of you in here and you listening by radio today has the Spirit of God dealt with your heart? You know you need to accept Christ as your Savior. You know you need to repent of your sin. You know you need to ask God to forgive you for what you've done, but you won't do it. You will not accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You are aborting Jesus Christ in your life. And let me tell you, He loves you. Jesus Christ loves you and He has nothing but good things for you. If God could catch some of you, He'd bless you. But you've aborted Jesus Christ. You will not accept Him as your Savior. Let me tell you, you can go through all the, 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 the ins and outs of Christmas and you can go to all the parties, but until you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you cannot celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. All right, Christian. You've accepted Christ as your Savior. When Mary accepted the word that the angel Gabriel said to her, and she said, Be it unto me according to thy word, and the Holy Spirit came upon her. Changes begin to take place in her physical body as a mother. And you mothers in here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There are changes that take place in your physical body when you become pregnant. And so it is with every single person that accepts Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ is conceived into the womb of your soul, there are changes that take place, physical changes on the outside. You don't talk like you used to talk. You don't look at the things you used to look at. You don't hang with the same people that you used to hang with. There are changes that take place on the inside. It ain't that, oh, if I get saved, i got to quit doing this and quit doing that. It's just that there's a change on the inside. You don't want want to do those things you used to do anymore changes women love the idea of being pregnant some of the changes that are taking place in the physical body they don't care too much for I'm not going to go into all the details but y'all know what I'm talking about and there are times when those Changes become severe and you're, you begin to think about that thing. Am I, am I really this blessed to be pregnant? And I said all that to say this, in your Christian walk with God, when you accept Christ and He begins to change you on the inside, there comes a point in time when you say, I, I don't know if I want to continue going through with this. And you abort Jesus Christ. You walk away from God. You stop reading His Word. You stop coming to church. You stop doing the things that God wants to do in your life. You abort Jesus Christ. How many backsliders are listening to me today? I've run out of time, but i got one more thing to say. Now I'm going to hush. And everybody said, Amen. But you as a child of God, let me prep that first by saying this. When a woman is pregnant and the time of the birth is near, contractions will take place. The body begins to do things in order to bring that baby into the world. 
And as a child of God, there are spiritual contractions when you're around certain people and you know they're not saved. And God gives you an opportunity to share Christ with them. A spiritual contraction takes place and there is an urge in your spirit to push. Are you listening to me? There's a time to push Christ toward others. And you have to be led of the Spirit and there's a time to pull back. But how many? Because they're afraid of their reputation, what other people might think. You abort Jesus Christ because you refuse to share Him with other people. When you do that, you've just aborted Jesus Christ. Think about the difference that this world would be had Jesus not been born. What a difference Jesus Christ can make in a person's life. And see, here's the thing about it. It is a privilege to be a part of such a great thing. The Bible says that Mary was highly favored of, of God. You and I today are highly favored as Christians to be able to bring forth the greatest gift that mankind has ever known. Let me ask you today, what are you going to do with Jesus Christ? If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.